Welcome to the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Vidala, and we're going to talk about music theory, lyric writing, creative productivity, inspiration, and more. I'm super excited to have you here, so let's dive into the episode. Hey friend, today I'm going to go through the three things that you really need to understand about music theory, the three music theory concepts you really need to understand for songwriting. So I know there's lots of websites out there that have a ton of music theory and, um, you know, you can get a whole music major in college, right? So, so there's, there's so much stuff out there that it can be overwhelming. And especially if, if you know very little music theory and for the most part, you just know what a whole note and a half note is, or maybe not even that, um, it can be really intimidating. Like, okay, I want to write songs, but where do I even begin with what to know? So today I'm going to talk about those three things that you need to know, and uh, I'm going to be honest with you, I've actually recorded like two takes of this podcast already, and I deleted both because I started over-explaining some things, and I really want to avoid doing that. So, so my goal here is to sort of just give you, here are the three things, and here's why, and then give you the chance to go out and research those things for yourself. Um, I plan to explain each of them in more detail at some point for sure. But right off the bat, I want to help you out as much as possible. And I can only teach so much in the time that I have with this podcast. And I really feel like I couldn't do justice to all three of these things within this podcast. And it may be better to have a video and there was just a lot to figure out. So I, I thought the best thing for you guys was for me to give you here are the three things you need to know. Use whatever resource is most helpful to you to learn them. Um, and then you don't have to wait for me to say pick one of these things each week and then you have to wait three weeks to to learn this stuff. No, like I'll give you the three things. So without further ado, let's get into it. First thing is keys. You need to understand what a key is. So when somebody says the key of C major or the key of G sharp minor or whatever it is, you need to understand what that means. You need to know, okay, um, what notes are in that key would be the really important thing you need to know. Um, so you need to understand that like, okay, C major, that's C, D, E, F, G, A, B. That's C major. Or, oh, A major. That's A, B, C sharp, D, E, F sharp, G sharp, etc. Those are the things you need to know about keys. Um, so if you don't understand keys, that's like somebody trying to build a house if they have no concept of architecture or or like you know, how to make it so the second story doesn't collapse on the first story. Or you're that kid playing soccer game who doesn't understand yet that you can't run out of bounds. You can't pick up the ball. Um, you, you have to kick it into the opponent's net, not into your own net. Without the knowledge of keys, you're that kid. So that's why keys are just foundational to everything else. So if there's one thing you need to go find out right now, or whenever you have a chance. The first thing you really need to know is keys. More specifically, you should know major, 
how major keys are constructed and minor keys. And then it's extra helpful to sort of um, memorize uh, what keys have what, especially with the basic major and minor keys. So instantly knowing, oh, G, that's the key that has an F sharp, and that's the only sharp in it. Or key of D, that has the F sharp and the C sharp, etc. Or key of E, that has four sharps, and I know what four sharp, sharps those are. I'm not going to list them off because I'm probably going to mess up just from doing it so fast. So I'm going to say the wrong thing. Um, so... Number one, keys. Number two, chords. Now, what I am not saying here is that you, most people know chords by like D major and D minor. And those are very helpful, that's good. But here specifically, I'm talking about understanding chords within keys. Because a giant red flag to me is when I hear somebody say something like, oh, C major, that sounds, that's a happy sounding chord. Or C major, that sounds very final. Like, n not necessarily. It depends on what key it's in. If you're playing, the, uh, if you're playing the, a C chord in the key of C, it's going to sound very final. And it's going to sound very powerful. But in the key of G, it's going to have a different sound. Because in the key of G, it's the four chord, not the one chord like it is in the key of C. So what I'm talking about here, um, and what I guess it is you would Google, is the Roman numeral notation for chords. Is what's really important to know here. Because don't be that person that thinks, oh, this key has this sound. Like, you can't tell, unless you have perfect pitch, you don't know the difference between C major and F sharp major and any other major key, they're all essentially the same. They have the same interval of notes between them. They have the same basic sound. And si similarly, it's the same thing with a C chord. A C chord doesn't sound the a C major chord does not sound the same no matter what key it's in. It just doesn't. A C major chord in the key of B minor is going to sound very different than a C chord in the key of C major, which is going to sound very different than a C chord in the key of E major. A C chord in general is going to sound terrible in the key of e, e major. And for the most part, if you're playing a C major chord in the key of e, e major, you should probably be concerned. Because for the most part, that shouldn't happen. Um, so so this, is, this, this is the stuff you need to understand, is, is that Roman numeral notation... And that, that what's really important is not, oh, is this a G major chord? Like, G major chord only matters in the context of the key, which is what the new Roman numeral notation gives you. So the Roman numeral notation are Roman numerals 1 through 7, and we're just going to use major key, for example, here. So in a major key, the 1 chord, which, say it's C major, can you guess what the 1 chord in C major is? Yeah, it's C. It's C. Because it's the key of C. So in the key of G, guess what? G would be the one chord. So in any major key, the one chord is major. The two and three chords are each minor. The four and five chord are major again. The sixth chord is minor. And then the seventh chord is diminished. And for the most part, you're not going to use the seventh chord. Uh, most songs don't even use the two and three which is tragic to me because I freaking love the three. And I like the two, too. And I, I, I like to... 
um, keep it interesting for myself and for the listener. And just, just using the four main chords that everybody uses, the, the one, the four, five, and the six, um, just would bore me to tears. Um, but that's what I'm saying you need to understand. Those Roman numeral chords. So back to the, back to the example I was starting to go down. So a G chord, or G major chord to be specific, in the key of C is the 5 chord. And the 5 chord has a very different job than the 1 chord, which is what the key of G, the same, or sorry, the chord G major, which is a 5 in the key of C, is the 1 chord in the key of G, which has a very different job. 1 has a very, you have arrived at home, and this is the most powerful, yes, grounded chord that there is in this key, is the 1 chord. Most songs start and end with the 1 chord to give you that oomph. And the last thing, so again, keys is number 1. Got to understand keys. That's foundational. That's, that's, if you don't know that, all the rest doesn't matter. Keys, number one. Chords, the Roman numeral notation, and how to use them. Very important. Because if you keep trying to play a B diminished chord in the key of C, which is the seventh chord in the key of, in the key of C, uh, the diminished seventh chord, and it sounds terrible, you might... Just wonder, well, why doesn't it sound good? Maybe I want a chord progression that's one seven five seven, but that chord progression is, without some seriously talented maneuvering, going to sound terrible. And if you don't understand Roman numeral notation and the job and the sort of sound of each of the one through seven chord, you're not going to understand that. So that's the second thing, chords, and then. The third thing, very related, is chord progressions. So if you think of a chord like meeting somebody for the first time in their first impression, right? You just get a snapshot of what they're like, which may or may not be accurate, right? You may meet somebody and think, wow, what an entitled jerk this person is. But really, they were just having a bad day. Or maybe they are kind of an entitled jerk, but you don't really know their backstory. So maybe there's some reasons for that that makes you feel more compassion that makes you realize they're not necessarily being a jerk they're just protecting themselves from people hurting them or some deeper reason right so a chord versus a chord progression and back to what i was saying earlier as well like a chord within a key world of difference yes it can have in general for example a c major chord some people would say sounds happy Sure, that's that's more or less true. Most people don't hear a C major chord and say, that sounds sad. But in context of a song, it may sound very different because a C major chord in the key of C, so the one chord, is going to sound very final and powerful in the key of C. But in the key of G, where it's the four chord, it's not going to sound that powerful and it's not going to sound that final because it's the four chord. And the important thing to understand about chord progressions is sort of what chords can flow to another chord and what emotions come with that transition. And there's just so much to dig into here. 
And for the most part, uh, just as a hack, any progression pretty much involving the 1, the 4, the 5, and the 6 is pretty much going to sound good. So if you're just worried about like, hey, I just want to use chords in whatever order I want and sound good in, in a major key, 1, 4, 5, and 6, pretty much all of that sounds good. Whether a 6 goes to a 1 or a 6 to a 4 or a 6 to a 5 or a 5 to a 6 or a 5 to a 4 or a 5 to a 1, all of those are going to sound fine. Now, they will give you different emotions because a 5 to a 1 sounds different than a 5 to a 4, and a 4 to a 6 sounds different than a 4 to a 5. But for the most part, if you're just concerned about getting it to sound good, using those four chords, pretty much anything will fly, and it will sound good. Um, For those of you like me that want to dive a lot deeper than that and really utilize the chords to their potential to make people feel things, really diving into using the two and the three chord more often and what you can do with those. Like, for example, I'll give you a little tip here. I am in love with a three to a four. Usually I'll go from the six to the three. So say it's say one to a five to a six or a one to a six or something. And then from the six, a six to a three has a certain sound that I, I really love. And, and um, it is if a, if a three is in a song, a six to a three is pretty common uh, because of how good it sounds. And then I really love that three to a four sound. Um, has a specific um, sort of natural progression to it that I really like. So so some some chords and notes just beg to go to another one. So you, so you can have a four chord that just really wants to go to the five or a five that really wants to go to the one. And I love the sound of a three that really wants to go to a four. Um, I just really love that sound because it's different. It's, it's common to do a five that wants to go to a one and a four that wants to go to a one. And it, like that, we've heard that a billion times. Um, but I really love the three to the four. So understanding chord progressions is what can make you think through these things and think outside of just the like, well, a one, four, five, and six pretty much always sound good no matter what order you do them in. Let me just do that. Good place to start, but over time you definitely want to, between some research, because there's certainly some factual like, hey, this to this usually doesn't sound good. And, you know, this is more common because because it just the natural flow of music makes it kind of want to do this. Um, that's important to know, but every rule is truly made to be broken, especially for things in creativity. Um, so finding some things that are chord progressions that you really like and, and uh, chord transitions that you really like, like, for example, for me, the three to the four. Uh, not very commonly used. I personally love it. I love the sound that it has. Learning that for yourself is huge, especially for taking that next step beyond just using the basic one, four, five, and six chords. So one last time, the three things that you really need to know to songwrite. And if you know these three things and understand these three things, all the rest really doesn't matter. Unless you're actually writing the notes down, um, then you need to understand other theory like the treble clef and uh, what a whole note looks like and what a half note looks like and 3-4 time and 4-4 time and all that stuff. 
But for the most part, if you're sitting at your guitar and sitting at your piano and you're just going to record it anyway or whatever, the three things you really just need to know, keys. Number one, learn that first. It also makes everything else music theory fall into place. Because once you learn keys, your keys can inform how, just revolutionize how easy understanding chords is to you. Um, and so keys is where it all begins. Learning, learn keys, especially major and minor keys. Then chords. And then lastly, chord progressions. Again, for the chords and chord progressions, really what we're going for here is that Roman numeral notation. Don't be that guy who goes around being like, C major sounds happy. What a happy chord. And D minor sounds sad. Like, there's so much more to it, depending on the context of the song. And understanding Roman numeral notation of chords and chord progressions is going to go a long way to evolving past being that guy. So thank you for listening, and uh, I hope you, you guys go out and learn these three things, and it will just not take too long, and it will revolutionize how you can uh, songwrite. It can bring you from zero songwriting knowledge to enough to carry you for a long time. Thanks for listening to the Songwriter Theory Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. If you want to jumpstart your songwriting, be sure to download my free guide on 10 proven ways to start writing a song at songwritertheory.com slash free guide. Whether you're brand new to songwriting or a seasoned vet, this guide will help you to avoid staring at a blank page wondering where to start. Even if you just want to figure out some different ways to start writing a song, this free guide is for you.